I interviewed Paul Da, uh, who who said that uh, well the next step for this kind of personal identity management would be uh, to be also personal data broker. Mm -hmm. Have you? Uh, consider this option with uh, the e-residency project? I think there's lots of business opportunities, especially after the GDPR kind of legislations and stuff happened, uh, to start considering uh, user owning their data and selling that to third service providers, having those platforms which enable that. When it comes to e-residency, then we do have valuable data. In other words, users of e-residents have valuable data about themselves, which they could leverage. For example, Estonia has done background checks about them. Estonia has tax information about them, Estonia has who are the shareholders, uh, uh, how long is the business going, how much uh, tax is paid, etc. All of that information is data and all of that data is valuable for e-residents. So we could have kind of KYC as a service platform, for example, or data as a service platform for e-residents where they can have this online website uh, and give that link to, I don't know, banks internationally or their home country. It should prove that they are legit. They could give that to business partners, which would say that you can trust me because you see my history of my uh, profile, history of my company, everything is legit. So definitely everything you do leaves the data and that data is valuable. Uh, it is in our roadmap even to have that platform, but it's never been priority at the moment. And uh, uh, because we don't have too many residents uh, and too much data, uh, but in coming years, I definitely see that uh, uh, that this is something Estonia can leverage. Uh, for example, when it comes to smart immigration, like everyone wants talents in their countries. Throughout e-residency, we have hundreds of thousands one day of e-residents who we can select who are the brightest minds of the 20,000, let's say. And these 20,000 persons, if they want to share their data, uh, they could ask money. They could say that they're Germany. Uh, uh, we have 20,000 e-residents who were willing to share their data. They are as bright, they bring as much revenue, uh, they are as cool. How much would you give us for that? So, so if, and then let's say that money goes to e-residents, for example. So all of that data can be gathered and used for smart immigration and other matters, definitely. Yeah, it seems a good perspective. Uh, not to be stuck with identity management, but also the data moving through that exactly. identity exactly. and yeah I was thinking uh, this is a bit provocative maybe yeah. but is there an exit plan for your residency <laughs> if you talk about startups there has to be an exit plan isn't uh, it? good question uh, the exit plan uh, would be uh, it's not an exactly exit but the e-residency platform to be more global and detached from Estonia Meaning that first, at the moment, we have only mostly Estonian services. E-residents can establish Estonian company, use Estonian tax board, etc. Soon there will be EU services. There is EU legislation, EIDAS, which regulates digital identities cross-border. So e-residents could establish Portuguese company. The more and more it becomes cross-border, especially if we would start collaborating with other e-residency schemes internationally, the more and more e-residency is like an app store, a government app store. You can log in there and you can kind of use different nation services and at that point of time I would detach that from Estonia and say that Estonia is like one customer uh, e-residency community or platform or program could let's say pay dividends to Estonia nation for keeping that platform up and running for example especially if you consider token sales uh, 
then uh, we could raise more funds from EU residents communities, from investors, and not use at all taxpayers' money. So detaching Estonia as a platform so that it's not the only Estonian police who does background checks, it's not the only Estonian uh, business portals where you can establish companies, etc., would make EU residents a global kind of uh, cloud-based nation. Uh, and I think this would be the exit for Estonia, that it would be hosted by many nations, it would be provided services by many nations, and Estonia of course benefits the most here because it kind of, we would own the platform, IP at least or something, it's up to us to figure out. But it's important to have the control of who app, whose apps are there, like Apple and Google has app stores and they have full control. So the Apple takes, I don't know, 30% of sales revenue per app what they generate so so it's uh, it's a great opportunity to become more borderless with that also I'm just trying to figure out if, if that also uh, uh, is something from the startup thinking that you you will build a service then you scale it and then you be sort of a global uh, service provider as is Facebook, Google, mm -hmm. Airbnb, Uber, uh, all. Uh, so Estonia could be seen as one of those. Uh, is, is, is that a yeah. reasonable I, goal? Uh, I hope so. Like I'm, I'm a fan of, it's especially nowadays world, I'll get lots of criticism of that, about that, but I'm a fan of regulations. Uh, I'm a fan of there would be some nations which would remain relevant after 50 years uh, next to Googles and Facebooks and Amazons which become hugely powerful and and uncontrollable like uh, like uh, recently like uh, Mr. Zuckerberg was criticized of every month giving new apologies about what's gone wrong again like uh, Regulations are necessary in many ways to protect human uh, privacy rights and everything. And I think, and I would like to believe, that if I can subscribe and unsubscribe to those big corporations, then there would be nations like Estonia also, which would offer some valuable service me where I can subscribe and unsubscribe to. Mm. I think, uh, well, uh, trust is the notion that is talked about a lot, uh, connected to tech, but also e-residency. Uh, is based on trust and well you can trust something blindly uh, just because it's cool or so, for some other reasons but uh, if you want to really trust something then it has to be also probably transparent so yeah. what do you what, what is your take on the transparency of, of e-residency project or like this yeah. digital infrastructure behind it yeah it's a very good question uh, we have four core values of e-residency uh, one of them is transparency one is then empowering inclusiveness and legitimacy and transparency is core value because uh, this is only way as you say we can build trust there uh, we are transparent about the program so we have roadmaps available data available how many residents where they come what they do uh, the business environment is transparent you can see who is the shareholder of company how much taxes they pay uh, where the revenues are coming from uh, and, uh, and also we try to be transparent about the mistakes we do, uh, failures we experience uh, and we have a blog about that where we explain uh, what we have done correctly, what has gone wrongly and this to further encourage people to say that technology is never ready, uh, technology fails, we need to consider those risks but we still need to continue and, uh, and of course uh, the core, as you said, is the infrastructure, uh, the X-Road, the digital identity, encryption layer there. 
uh, whereas in most of that is open sourced uh, code and and uh, and uh, and I believe this further increases the transparency. Uh, of course, having said that, as we know, there are many, many, many challenges still. Uh, yeah, recent examples only of ID cards, which has been dependent on third parties, and there have been security vulnerabilities. Uh, so, not the whole kind of infrastructure is as transparent as perhaps it should be. Mm. Yeah, interesting comparison. If you talk about open source, would be Linux. Uh, you, you know the concept of forking. You, if you have yeah. a yeah, open source project, then yeah. and you are not satisfied with some yeah. part of it, then you just fork it. Yeah. And if a community comes with you, you mm. have ri rivaling product. And well, once there was an open office, now it's not that popular. Now there is LibreOffice, for example. Do you think like e-residency project could be forked that easily? I I think the technology wise, yes. Uh, it's nothing magical how the technology-wise it's been built. Why it's more different and difficult to fork is that it's governmental, it needs political will, leadership, which usually governments don't have for longer term. It needs policy making, which is very difficult when it comes to privacy acts, as digital signature acts. Uh, and it needs education throughout the society of how and why to accept digital identities in the first place and how to use everything. So in that sense, I think the social aspects of that core would be more difficult than the technology itself. Well, I think one of the selling arguments is that it's government-backed. Yeah. Even though it's Estonia, it's a small country, but still it's government-backed. Therefore, yeah. you have some basic trust level that, that yes. you import. Everyone needs to trust someone, whether it's your colleagues or community or each separate anonymous node in Bitcoin uh, blockchain, or it's a government or it's your mother. Uh, it's uh, We need to trust someone and, uh, and in that sense it's good if we would have more nodes who to trust. Government should be one node, but perhaps there should be when we consider like uh, private blockchain, uh, uh, how uh, to further increase the trust between government and citizen, how there perhaps should be more nodes also in private and non-profit sector from, I don't know, you're related to Wiki, Wikipedia, like for example, Wikipedia Foundation uh, could be one node, could, could like be part of this network of trusted uh, nodes maybe, yeah. but definitely uh, today Estonia, I trust Estonian government uh, in that sense, uh, more than I would trust uh, I don't know, 51% of anonymous nodes uh, on some uh, blockchain, let's mm. say. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I don't have an issue with that. And of course, uh, of course uh, in longer term, we don't need to attract the whole world to trust this stone guard. It's enough if just a few percent of people trust us and uh, start using the, our environment. Uh, but definitely, uh, there is way and different ways how to increase the level of trust between citizens and government if government would add more kind of uh, third parties here. Uh, and it's not only about like blockchain, which I mentioned, it's like you have deal dealt with voting, online voting, like like uh, to have more independent kind of studies there, more independent uh, people uh, who will take through the whole system so and, uh, and legitimize that. So it's in, in all the levels of government uh, work. Yeah, my, my personal touch is actually that 
you have really research-based projects uh, which uh, are successful. For example, Bitcoin is mm. yeah. well, kind of new approach to cryptographic models, and therefore it, it worked because well, it's math basically, yeah. so it works. Uh, this kind of hardcore uh, technology innovation, this is really uh, astonishing for me. But I'm trying to start to close up this interview now. And uh, one thing that I would like to ask is that who can be considered rivals for e-residency? You already mentioned blockchain. This is also a trust model. Yeah. I, I don't know. Who are the parties who are rivals for, 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 for us, for e-residents? It's a very good question. and, uh, and uh, a Startup has to have rivals, right? Yes. And rivals as long as they are... They're rivals as long as they're not partners. So, so there is a first of all uh, uh, theories of network. For example, the more nodes on the network, the more valuable the network is because you have more one-to-one -one connection points. For example, if there are three other e-residency programs internationally, Estonia would win out of that. I would argue because they would bring more e-residents on the network also, and we could offer our services to more e-residents who are their e-residents also. So. It's not the only that we are competing on the same product, let's say. So I would say that if other countries will come with their residency platforms, it's great for us. Uh, although in longer, shorter term, it can damage us. Uh, so I would say that's rivalry. Uh, uh, I would say that I would say something populistic now because uh, I still work for government. I would say that rivalry is our risk of others. Uh, activities, our populism beliefs and our just uh, boredom uh, of doing nothing. And I think this is the most likely if we want to ask why, why it can fail is that we just don't have courage enough for longer term strategic moves and we bounce back from the first hurdles. Uh, from political level and uh, from citizen level, and we don't allow as citizens to behave and act as encouraged politician at all, because we will uh, we will take them down the first time they will try to do something. So the biggest rivalry of this program and project is uh, uh, comes from very inside of us, uh, from our values of. Uh, of keeping what we have uh, as, for some reasons, people seem to be more and more happy about this level of state Estonia is today and don't want to do further disruptions as we did 20 or so years ago uh, of uh, monetary uh, reforms, of, uh, of uh, education reforms, of financial reforms, of uh, land reforms, uh, and we just try to pass every day as it is today uh, without anything major. So I think this is the biggest challenge for us that uh, we are too comfortable nowadays. Okay, we're on latitude 59. Uh, so I don't know, for cl to close up, uh, this is a startup thing. Mm. Anything you want to say for startuppers like uh, in Estonia, uh, among e-residents maybe? Uh, well, startup community has been the strongest support of the e-residency program, of, uh, and uh, and that support is very necessary and uh, um, to survive for us uh, uh, and to succeed. And so, uh, uh, I just uh, just uh, let's build more services for e-residents uh, as startups, and uh, let's keep 
believing in longer vision what we try to achieve and keep supporting each other. That's all. Thank you, Gaspar Gorius. Thank you very much.